Psalm 10. Why do you stand far off, Yahweh? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In arrogance, the wicked hunt down the weak. They are caught in the schemes that they devise. For the wicked boasts of his heart's cravings. He blesses the greedy and condemns Yahweh. The wicked, in the pride of his face, has no room in his thoughts for God. His ways are prosperous at all times. He is arrogant, and your laws are far from his sight. As for all his adversaries, he sneers at them. He says in his heart, I shall not be shaken. For generations, I shall have no trouble. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambushes, he murders the innocent. His eyes are secretly set against the hopeless. He lurks in secret as a lion in his ambush. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless when he draws himself in his net. The helpless helpless are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. To judge the fatherless and the oppressed, that man who is the of the earth may terrify no more. And I'm going to go back and read Psalm 9 from scroll 11q7 of the Dead Sea Scrolls. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish in your presence, for you have maintained my just cause. You sit on the throne judging righteously. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy is overtaken by endless ruin. The very memory of the cities which you have overthrown has perished, but Yahweh reigns forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. And from scroll 11q8, the same verses, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High, for you have maintained my cause. You sit on the throne judging righteously. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. And now from scroll Nahal Haver Psalms. Sing praises to Yahweh who dwells in Zion and declare among the people what he has done. For he who avenges blood remembers them. He doesn't forget the cry of the afflicted. Have mercy on me, Yahweh. See my affliction by those who hate me and lift up from the gates of death that I may show all of your praise. In the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down in the pit that they have made. In the net which they hid, their own foot is taken. Yahweh has made himself known. He has executed judgment. The wicked is snared by the works of his own hands. Meditation, Salah. The wicked shall be turned back to Sheol, even all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten nor the hope of the poor perish forever. Arise, Yahweh, don't let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, Yahweh. Let the nations know that they are only men. Salah. All right, so if you were uh, listening yesterday when I read Psalm 9 and then continued to read Psalm 10, and you listen to what I had to say about a Septuagint, uh, you may be a little bit surprised that I went back to read Psalm 9 and 10 
Um, and this time I picked a very strange uh, and kind of exciting um, version of these uh, of this psalm. Uh, and I, what I did is I picked um, some readings uh, that are left over, uh, fragments of scrolls from um, the the Dead Sea Scrolls, which you might have uh, you might have heard about. Uh, in the 1950s and 60s, uh, Bedouin herders discovered some caves in an area near uh, the Dead Sea uh, called Qumran. And uh, there they found um, some jars. And in the jars, they found some scrolls. And the scrolls uh, were written, um, some of them on animal skin, uh, some of them on papyrus, and some of them, or there's one that's even copper. Uh, and these scrolls uh, contained um, some writings from the Hebrew Bible and some writings that are completely unknown except from this, uh, this find. And, um, and they're extremely interesting and important uh, to the process of textual criticism for the ancient Hebrew scriptures. Now, uh, the jars preserved some of the scrolls, but the scrolls also fell apart in various places. And uh, there are, um, by, by my count, uh, or from the website I'm using, uh, there are um, three different scrolls that have parts of Psalm 9 and 10, and they're very fragmentary, uh, maybe a word or two here and there. And uh, the researchers who um, put these, it's, it's literally like a jigsaw puzzle, trying to fit these together. You see a little bit of... Um, of part of a psalm from a word or two that are, remains, and you can kind of work out from the spaces that are left over um, where exactly uh, the psalm fits. Uh, it's like doing a jigsaw puzzle where you have um, a copy of the uh, the picture that was taken, and then you have a handful of pieces, uh, and you just sort of fit them in. And um, it's obviously not the best way to read <laughs> the Psalms, these little fragments that are left over. So we're, we're quite um, lucky that uh, over generations, um, scribes, both Hebrew, uh, both Jewish and Christian scribes and, and others, um, spent time to copy these, um, these great works of literature because otherwise we wouldn't have them at all except in these tiny little fragments that are discovered. Um, most of the copies of the manuscripts that we have um, come from only a thousand or so years ago. Uh, those are, are um, those are where most of our common manuscripts are before the printing press was invented. Uh, manuscripts wear out and have to be replaced and copied. Uh, and so there's always this risk of a transmission error from one copy of the, the text to the next. And we talked about that last week, where perhaps one of the earliest copies of Psalm 9 uh, was damaged early on, and the scribes tried to fix it, and, um, and that caused some confusion. The really wonderful thing about the Dead Sea Scrolls is that um, when you put the pieces back together, you often find uh, that there's a considerable amount of agreement between what we see in the little scraps of, uh, of the text and the text that's been handed down to us um, over the years. And uh, some of the scrolls that are more intact uh, show a considerable amount of agreement. Um, there are only a few places where the wording is different. Um, now that's not entirely true of every manuscript. Uh, there's a very uh, 
a far more complete manuscript of Psalms uh, that doesn't happen to include Psalms 9 or 10. And uh, you can see that it's still in the middle of editorial work, uh, that um, the Psalms were being moved around. It wasn't entirely sure which Psalms would be included, at least in this community. Um, and there's a lot more to say about the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's a fascinating topic. Uh, but I think one of the takeaways um, that I would offer is that um, the pieces tend to fit uh, fairly well, that it's very um, encouraging that the, the scribes who copied the scrolls uh, were faithful and didn't um, make large changes. And the changes they made were often small things like fixing spelling errors, um, trying to make sense of uh, text that didn't come down to them in the cleanest form. Um, it's a fascinating topic, and I encourage you to read more about it. Uh, and tomorrow, we will do something entirely different. <laughs>